You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. I'm Courtney, Recover Compulsive Overeater. Hi, Courtney. Um, when we were taking, when you guys were getting your chips for five years, 10 years, 29 years, uh, Mike, I, it reminded me of a, a boyfriend I used to have. And he said to me, I don't know why you keep going to those meetings. You're not fat anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. And I swear God gave me the perfect answer. I looked at him and I said, well, I don't know why you keep going to church. I mean, you got saved, right? <laughs> you said the magic prayer. You're in. So why do you keep going to church? And I, I guess what I, what it, yeah, it's right. Yeah. yeah. This is so not a diet and calories club. This is so much more than getting to, quote, goal weight. I don't like those terms. I don't like the diet language that I still hear in these fellowships, but, you know, we'll get there. Um, goal weight, perfection, all these diet languages. But when I came in, my oldest sister took me to my first meeting and um, it was all about the weight, all about the weight, all about the weight, all about the weight. I did not have a desire to stop eating compulsively. In fact, you know, I really liked it. I didn't want to quit eating compulsively, but I just didn't like being obese. That was the hook. That's what really bothered me because it made me feel bad about myself. As a woman, our looks are so valued. It's my security, my status. It's my ticket out, right? So I, you know, when they say the only requirement is a, is a desire to quit eating, didn't have it. And here's the good news. You don't have to. You know? This is a fellowship. I'm absolutely blown away. Never in my life have I experienced any place on earth where there is no hierarchy. There's no hierarchy in here. Nobody can kick you out. Nobody puts you on probation. You remember if you say you are, you get to determine your own higher power. And there's an acceptance. You don't have to qualify for love. Just, I mean, you tell me where I can go, where I can find that. No, not at home, not at church, not in politics, not at work. It's always hierarchical. And there's always people pleasing involved to save your own ass. And a, a therapist of mine said, what she loved about the 12 traditions was since so many of us come from dysfunctional homes, don't talk, don't trust, don't feel, these traditions give us the tools to learn how healthy relationships work. Everybody gets a voice and a vote. Everybody gets to define their own higher power. We actually listen, we don't interrupt, we don't over talk one another. And, and the reason why this matters is because if you're gonna get abstinent, it's going to be a hell of a ride. 
And I'm going to give you a, tell you a little secret. It sucks sometimes. <laughs> Being abstinent absolutely sucked. It's easier, but I must tell you the thought of when I heard um, I have an, a disease, an addiction, of, I'm a food addict. The truth for me is this. I don't relate to food addict because I have never eaten a bag of broccoli in my life. <laughs> I've never eaten a bunch of celery or I couldn't quit eating cauliflower yet. <laughs> I mean, I never, I didn't have those things for years. Who cares, right? So I'm not alert. I'm not addicted to every food on the planet. That's just truth for me. I have known people who've said they have. They have eaten bags of carrots. and they. Okay, so cool, whatever. What's really important that I've learned is you, pers you find your own path in here. Make it work for you. We don't demand you believe anything. They're all suggestions in spite of what people might tell you. Their suggestions. Um, and so that was really critical to be able to be honest and find out, well, what is the truth about my being here? And I had issues with the word him. Evidently, God's a him, and evidently, you know, we asked him to remove, asked him our defect, him, him, we turned our relative in our life. No, no, no. <laughs> Not gonna work for this gal because I'm a girl and I don't identify with the male God. And no doubt, probably white, right? <laughs> Um, so none of the, all of that was offensive to me and here's the good news is it, it's okay it doesn't take the spiritual principles of it is what I've learned change the language if you need to change God if you need to there's enough grace in here the understanding of the principles you find your own path you find your own journey uh, you know, I know where I come from, San Jose area, there's a lot of arguments and meetings have actually started and stopped. You know how to get a new meeting, just get a resentment and a coffee pot. <laughs> and so this one gal, she was so dang cute. She just, none of us did anything right. So she just started new meetings everywhere. And the cutest thing is God can still use our defects. All these new meetings sprang up. And she tried to micromanage them all, you know, like we do. And of course, some stayed, some didn't. But I, we laugh about it now. She goes, I can't believe I was doing it. I'm like, but think about it. God used it. I mean, hello, is that the coolest thing ever? So we've got the freedom to make mistakes and do stupid stuff and try new things. Um, I don't have to mother manage, manipulate this fellowship. But let's go back to, for me, this is what I was learned. I have an eating disorder that I could cop to. A disease, yeah, I don't know. An allergy to certain foods that created cravings big time. And my greatest obsession is that I would somehow someday be able to control and enjoy my eating. Oh, damn. That's what you guys kept saying to me, that, that when you asked me to stop eating, pounding down sugar and carbs, uh, yeah, no, because that was like, my comfort, it was my reward, it took the edge off, it was my, what I looked forward to, it was my doctor, my nurse. But if you said to me, you can't ever eat broccoli again, or cauliflower, I'm like, like who cares, I don't want it anyway. So, do you know what I'm saying? So there are differences for me that I notice. So to get down to like, all right, get real clear on, is this a chemical thing? Does cravings kick in? Is it a brain thing? Where does the brain, the body, the emotions fit in? Um, how have I used it? for comfort. So I could say, oh, I do. 
I'll cop to this, that my eating has certainly been disordered. <laughs> it's not, I mean, when I'm hiding stuff and I'm eating cake in the stall at work, <laughs> normal people don't do that. And I started noticing that. So I started thinking normal, normal abnormal eater, because you guys are telling me I, I can never be a normal eater again. Well, that's not what the drinks told me. And that's not what Thin Within taught me. And all the thousands of dollars I spent on therapy institutions that were going to teach me to control and enjoy my eating. So that was like, what? I didn't want to hear that. But it was disordered in. And you guys said to me, I didn't cause this. I did, I did, can't control it, can't cure it. And that was really shocking. But I had had enough getting beat up in life to try to control and enjoy my eating that I knew something wasn't working. I mean, if you had come to my house, all of those dang self-help books on my wall, <laughs> and all the shrinks, I, I'd go, oh yeah, no, I've been to her, don't go to her, you know. Oh yeah, him, but he's kind of blah, blah. I mean, I just knew them all. I even went so far, and I have not a religious upbringing. I even went so far to the Pentecostals to ask them to pray, to get the demon out of me, whatever this, this uncontrollable, unexplainable driving need to eat. And you know what they told me? Um, I really wanted to speak in tongues because they told me if I spoke in tongues, get slayed in the spirit, that would work. I'm like, slay me. <laughs> slay me. I want an extreme soul makeover. Please, anything to get this obsession out of my freaking head so I could be thin, you know, and normal and have a good life. And it didn't happen. So they said I didn't believe hard enough. And I'm like, well, then I'm screwed because I don't have it. Not that I ever had much belief to begin with, you know. So God was out for me. God wasn't, wasn't liking me too much. But when I came in here, you guys said, can't control it, can't cure it. And you didn't cause it. It's kind of like, you know, in my family, we have diabetes. And it's bad. And my dad, when he got diagnosed, he was told, take these pills, exercise, certain, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And he did it. He complied. He's a normal eater. He would bring food with him. We would stop and he'd say, I gotta eat now. Oh, okay. He was, it was just fine with him. My older sister gets diagnosed and um, was told the same thing. So some of you know, fast forward today, she lives. You know, it says in here, okay, if we don't, deal with this, we're gonna end up in jails, institutions, or death. And I thought that was a little dramatic, like you guys are trying to scare me straight. <laughs> you know, which never worked for me, because I don't like authority anyway. Uh, I've never been before a judge, sorry, but I haven't. I've never been in jail, so who are you kidding? But what I realized, in with there's degrees of disaster, and with us, and in my sister, it showed up, oh, Jesus. She does live in an institution, Ordered the state. She got both her legs sawed off. And the doctor said she won't comply. And she took me to my first meeting. And then one time she said to me, what do you mean you don't, sh you don't eat sugar or flour? You have some though, right? And I'm like, yeah, I really don't. So I, um, uh, I'm pre-diabetic, but because of the way I eat in here, and this has been for years and years and years, I don't take anything. I just did the whole panel again. Numbers are good. The cholesterol's gone down. Triglycerides have gone down. Those are the numbers I care about. Here's my thing about goal weight. I don't do that. There's a range. 
for my height frame. The doctor's pleased with the BMI. There's a range. It's a normal range. I'm good with that. Don't obsess about that anymore. So what I want to talk about, though, what I want to really talk about is step two. Because when you hear God, yeah, that's how I felt. (laughs) This is not going to sit well with me. I had so much wounding from abuse of authority. And I, um, that's what it was. So what helped me with step two was this. So here I am convinced I'm screwed. I need help. I got a lot more needing. Every single diet I went on worked. Let me just say that every single one I did worked. But then I came it back. I couldn't stay abstinent. I had so many starts and stops. I don't know anyone more than I. And I hated abstinence. So I'm in a tough spot. So you guys said you got to a power greater than myself. Didn't like that idea, especially when him, 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 him. So I was open to this. When someone said, well, why don't you redefine God? I'm like, is that allowed? I mean, is that even allowed or am I going to go to hell or something, you know? And so I did this. If if there were a higher power, there probably is because of nature and everything. What might it be like? What What might God be like? And I couldn't even use the word God. So I would write, to whom it may concern. There's all these gods. Am I a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Baptist, a Pentecostal? I mean, what if I printed the wrong one? So I just said, well, to whom it may concern. If anyone's out there listening and anyone cares, I'm here. And I'm asking for help. And it went from there. The openness, the willingness. I did an inventory on what had I been taught about God. And it wasn't good. I was taught that God was pretty angry at us a male white guy, pissed off, a judger, one who wanted the best for me, but was going to be shame, guilt me into correct behavior. I wasn't up for that. It took me a while to um, wipe the face off of that abuse of authority off the face of a God. And I still, I noticed the other day, why am I afraid? Ooh, because I'm still afraid. I'm still thinking as God as not safe. If I don't have a God that's completely safe for me, I'm not going to trust. And what I've learned is over time, so my take on God is not a male, God is not a female, both. I just think God's both. And I started out, I couldn't use the word God, so I would say, what do I believe in? I believe in kindness. So I pray to kindness. I would pray to light. I would pray to clarity. Um, and that somehow it worked. And then I asked you guys, what do you think? How do you feel? Blah, 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 blah. And um, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, same thinking, inner peace. And why that matters is it dialed down the need to binge. Because let me tell you something, this journey for me has been one, if it started in pain, I use the food to numb it. And if you quit eating, guess what? You still have all that inner crap to deal with. You got all that shock stuff that other people held you build, help you build, and a lot of us didn't get good help. Some of us had parents that helped build a ladder to the stars. A lot of us came from a shack. Don't feel, don't talk, don't trust. So I'm on my own, right? This is going to be a healing of all of those old lies and fears and responding to life from safety and peace and kindness and not defensiveness. So that's why I'm saying, you know, this is so not a diet club, so not a diet and calories club, but the freedom 
to define a God that you can live with. And let me just put in a plug for doubt, doubting Thomas, my patron saint, you know, <laughs> because I'm skeptical. I like that I'm skeptical. I'm not a pushover. I like that I'm not a pushover. My dad taught me critical thinking. I love all of that stuff. But I am, I do say, God, you know I believe, but help my unbelief. There's probably always going to be a little part of me that might question, and that's acceptable. And I've learned in here, you know what? Oh, my God, it's okay to want what I want and feel what I feel and think what I think and question what I question and need what I need. What? And it really comes down to, God, do you find me acceptable? Or are you going to need to change me and make me better? One time, I was too fat. You know how we get up in the morning, ah, I'm too fat, I'm too fat. Ah, da, 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 da. I don't like my, and I, and I literally heard, and I'm like, oh, God, and you disappointed in me too. I swear to God, I heard, I've never been disappointed in you. I don't care what weight you've ever been. You are, but I'm not. So I started learning about EFT and accepting myself no matter what. Self-acceptance. So step two for me, all I'm going to say, and I do want to hear about, how did you guys get over that hump? How have you redefined a power greater than yourself? Because for me, if I don't have a God I can trust, this program is not going to work for me. It just won't. I, I, I got too many roadblocks and fears coming up. But if I'm willing to sort of open up, I could be, oh, you know what I love? One of my best qualities about me? Hint, hint, say it at interviews. It'll really help. <laughs> I'm wrong, I can be wrong, and I'm wrong often, and I don't mind saying it. I make mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. I have an eating disorder, but I'm not the eating disorder. Huge. Guilt, yeah, shame, not in my vocabulary anymore. Shouldn't, not in my vocabulary anymore. It's just not, so um, it's a really good start. It's a good place to start to say, I don't know, I'm not sure, and inventory, what I was taught about God, who taught it to me and why. Mine was compliant so I'd fit in basically and I wouldn't cause trouble. What would I like a higher power to be? How am I going to find peace with all of this? And how is this not a diet and calories club? So why do people show up still coming here to church or this fellowship? This fellowship to me, I heard, if you want to feel better, go to a meeting. You want to get better, work the steps. But this fellowship to me has been God with skin on. And you guys all look so different. I'm like, oh my God, that's God. And God looks like that. And God looks like that. Wow, how cool is this? I like being wrong about stuff. It's the most fun thing ever. I get to say, you know, I think I was wrong. Sorry about that. So the freedom, most of the time, my obsession to binge, the mental obsession and compulsion isn't there, but it's not gone. I have this disease for the rest of my life. It's not cured or gone. I'm never going to become a normal eater. I'm at peace with that. My abstinence is how it's arrested. And when I do want to binge, for me, I don't get afraid. It doesn't frighten me. I don't pretend I don't have it. It just alerts me to something's up. What's up? What are you afraid of? What's going on? What are you afraid of? Because I want to run and hide and deny and minimize and shut down my feelings. So what I've learned to do is say, oh, thank you for talking. What's up? 
You got the stage. What do you need to say to me? Well, somebody's got to do something, you know. And then I get to have a talk. I bring God right into it. Where are you, God, in all of this? And then it calms me right down. That need to binge passes. I'll tell one story and then I'm done. And I've been absent in a while. I'm, I've been eight down 80 pounds for years and years. But I've been taking care of my mom with dementia. She's 99. Shoot me, God. Shoot me now. I said to the therapist, what if I got in a plane and just took off? And I, and I just took off and nobody could find me. Somebody would step in and take care of her, right? And she's like, well, I'd have to report you for, you know, elderly abuse. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> this is not the life I wanted in abstinence, right? I mean, I have been beyond stress, trust me, beyond my limit. And the two years have been the worst because she just keeps going and she hits cars and the cops come to the door. And I get calls at four in the morning. Your mom kicked everyone out. She won't let us in. Oh, Jesus. And... Um, <laughs> My mom's a feisty little f mm. <laughs> And I love that about her. I used to hate her. I used to hate that woman. And now I just smile and go, yep, that's my mom. And I got some of that in me too. Where was I going? Oh, oh, the story, the story. I said, all right, that's it. I'm so done with everyone. I hate everyone. I hate my life. I'm binging. Screw all of this recovery. I've done enough. The payoff ain't happening. Where's my exciting life? I want to be having excitement, adventures, and love, and sex everywhere, you know? Not taking care of a wacky woman who doesn't appreciate me either. You don't do that much for me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So I, I ain't calling sponsors either because, you know, they ain't going to like that kind of talk. I could go to a meeting. It's Saturday morning, but I, I don't want to do that. You're going to talk me out of it. So I'm like, that's it. I'm okay. So I get in my little junk clothes, right? I go down to the donut store. And I'm going to get something I haven't eaten in years. You know, poor little me. <laughs> I stand there, true story. I hear the noise in the cash register going. I get up and I go, I want blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, we're out of those. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't be out of them. It's not even like 9 in the morning. <laughs> and she just looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, we're out of them. I stood there, you guys, and I swear. All the noise, clamoring, clattering. It was like Broadway. I love Broadway. I'm on the stage, dark, white light comes on. And I heard this. I don't want to do this. Let's get out of here. I don't want to do this. And I left and I called someone. That's how this program works. Because I've been practicing and been practicing, it held me well. It held me well. And I took a nap. And that's how this program might work for you today. I am abstinent today. I've got four hours. <laughs> and I mean it. I had to learn to do this today because thinking five years from now, a year from now with my mom, it, no. But today, yeah. So um, what I wanted to hear from you guys is, was step two a problem? And if so, how did you let it go? Oh, are you still struggling with it? What's up with that? Do you like it? Do you not? Everything is, is, is allowed in here. So thank you for letting me chair and thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode of Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula, we'd like to invite you to our Overeaters Anonymous Region 2 Convention held in Oakland, California, July 10th, 11th, and 12th of 2020. For further information, please visit oar 2 
www.thepeopleshow.org. Thank you.